Hello, Ella, the psychologist here. Let's talk about Christmas, okay? Not far off now. Um, And so let's talk about five tips to help you manage through the Christmas period. Now, some of you might be nervous that you feel as though your progress may go backwards or you might undo some of the progress that you've made. Um, Some of you might be nervous that you can't engage in the activities that you want to because there's obligations. You all might be feeling different experiences over Christmas. But what we can be sure about is that, you know, it may it may uh, bring about some challenges. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So couple of tips that can help you to navigate this period of time. But to start with, let's be real, okay? Christmas is a time that does have a lot of stress and anxiety. Of course, there's also the fact that you get to hang out with family. Of course, it's also fun and nostalgic and all that kind of stuff. But it's also pretty stressful, right? And it can be pretty anxiety provoking um, in terms of seeing family and all that kind of stuff, let alone when we worry about our health and fitness behaviours. It is potentially a time to relax and unwind. So we want to keep that in mind as well. You know, we don't want to maybe go back on our progress, but at the same time, it could be a nice opportunity for us to rest and relax. We're probably feeling like we need it after after the year. And also think another thing to remember, right, is sometimes we can big up this Christmas period and we can get really nervous for it. But when we think about it, Christmas is only one day. Okay, okay. If you include Christmas Eve in that and you include Boxing Day, then yes, maybe it's like three days. Okay. But sometimes putting it into perspective and we realize, okay, I can do one day, I can do three days. And we realize that it may not have as much of an impact on our dieting as we worry that it will do. Okay. So that being said, let's jump in then. We are going to talk about five tips that are really going to help you to get through this period, to enjoy it, but also to make the movements towards the goals that you have. So tip number one is just making sure you know what's important. Okay. So what we mean by that is what is important for you to be focusing on during this period. And once you know that you can sort of start setting your intentions. So for example, is the main purpose of this period of time that you need to rest and relax? Okay, great. If that's the plan and that's what's important, then let's prioritize that and let's make sure that happens. Is it important for you that you spend some good time with your family? Great, let's prioritize that. Is it important for you that you maintain your health and fitness behaviors? Okay, great, let's focus that. So whatever it is that's important, it could be really helpful just to know what that is prior to going into the Christmas period and then setting some intentions around it. What can often get a bit challenging at Christmas is when we don't actually set any intentions or any expectations. And then when we're confronted with options, we don't really know what we're focusing on. And then that's when we can end up behaving in ways that we don't really intend to behave in. So really, really simple. First off, let's figure out what is actually important um, for this Christmas period. And once we've done that, let's set some intentions to make sure that we stick to what is important to us because it's so easy to get dragged around, right, in different directions. Okay, let's move on. Tip number two, what is the plan? Now, oftentimes we think that we are these machines that's just going to know when we're going to work out and do our steps and we know all this stuff and it's just going to happen. But actually, as you go about your day, you realize that these kind of health and fitness goals get pushed right to the back of your mind, right? And we end up making decisions based on what's convenient and what everybody around us is doing. Um, So actually, realizing that that is what we do as humans and unless we plan for something, it's going to be quite unlikely that it's going to happen, yeah? There's plenty of research that suggests that doing some simple action planning 
uh, goes a long way in helping us to engage in the behaviors that we want to engage in, particularly when they're new behaviors, right, that we're trying to get used to. So the second part of this, though, is not only planning when you are going to do what and when. So we're going to talk about this in a bit more detail, but also identifying what barriers will get in the way for you achieving your plan. Okay, so we are going to go into a little bit more information, what I'm actually talking about and how you actually do this. So there's a graph here on the screen, but don't worry if you're listening to this backfire audio. Effectively, what you can do is you can just have a calendar. So you've got Friday the 23rd, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and maybe the Tuesday the 27th, right? Now, what you want to do is you want to plan what are you doing on that day, okay? Now, when we say plan, this is the stuff that is related to your health and fitness goals so that we can be really explicit and really clear because if we leave it up to chance, then what's going to end up happening is Christmas Eve comes around, we say like, oh, we'll get around to it at some point. Then it starts to snow, it's freezing, it's cold, a family starts to come around, games are super fun. And before we know it, the day's um, gone, day's disappeared and it becomes really challenging for us to fit in the things that are important, okay? So we've got plenty of time, gives us the chance to actually plan in advance. So maybe you wanna put down what days are you gonna be working out over the Christmas period? Now, again, this comes back to knowing what's important. If it's important for you to maintain, you might try and put in a couple of workouts. If it's important for you to relax, you might be emphasizing a little bit less the workouts, okay? So whatever is suitable for you, put in when you plan to work out. Now, specific. The more specific you can be with your plan, the more likely you are to carry it out. So rather than saying, okay, Friday the 23rd, I'm gonna go to the gym. Not as helpful as saying, at 10 a.m. on Friday, I'm gonna go to the gym and do workout one. Okay, that's so specific, doesn't leave much to chance and it's more likely you're gonna execute. So what I would probably do is I would specifically put down when I'm planning to go to the gym, a time and what workout I'm gonna do. I would probably put in my steps as well. So if you wanna keep your steps up over the Christmas period, what would that look like? Would it be an after dinner walk? Would it be um, an after breakfast walk? Would it be a family walk? Yeah, so whatever it is, I'd probably write down my intentions for each of the day and a little bit more detail as well. Now, another thing that's kind of on the movement side, right? And on the strength side of things, but how about the food side of things? Now, you all are gonna have different intentions and goals for this period. So that's what I want you to be really, really in touch with, right? But for some of you, you may want to um, continue on the journey of being in a deficit over Christmas. Some of you will want to be at maintenance um, and some of you may not be fussed at all, okay? So it's just knowing which one of those is kind of what you're after and then putting things in place, it's gonna help with that, okay? So for example, you may, for example, if you're already tracking now, you may track up until Christmas Eve, but you may do no tracking on Christmas day, no tracking on Boxing Day, but then maybe you're planning to track your calories again when it comes to the 27th, okay? Or if you don't track at all, maybe you're thinking that, you know, on maybe for a few days, you're gonna stick within your approximate um, portions that you eat and you're going to stick within approximately how many calories you eat but then maybe there'll be a couple of days where you aren't really um you're not really thinking about it in too much detail okay so this is completely up to you but again having that intention having that plan it takes away that anxiety it takes away that stress because you already know what it is that you are trying to achieve so that's that on planning but also the other part of the planning like we said 
to complete the puzzle, if you will, is to figure out like what are the barriers that are going to arise that means that you may not execute the plan. Yeah, because we love a good plan. Plans are great. Okay, I, I plan to go to the gym. And then oh, the families come around, it's exciting. We start playing games and it's so much more um, tempting to stay indoors and to go out, okay? So we've got to have an understanding that whilst we might have the best of intentions with plans, oftentimes things do get in the way. But that doesn't mean it has to derail us. Actually, in those moments, it can be quite easy to derail us because we've got all these influences going on. But if we plan for that in advance and we've got tools and techniques that we're gonna use, we're less likely to be derailed. Okay, so what sort of things might get in the way of our plans? I mean, there's an infinite list, right? But it might be things like bad weather. You know, the way it's been recently, it wouldn't be that surprising if it's gonna be dark, it's gonna be cold, it's gonna be icy, it's gonna be snowy over that period. Um, so if we're saying that we're gonna do our steps, we should assume that it's going to be bad weather conditions. And so when it comes to actually thinking about going for steps, we already know it's gonna be bad. We've already pre-committed and we're gonna go regardless, okay? We know that we're going to have a pressure possibly to be with family. That might not be the case for all of us, okay? But for some people, we might feel the pressure to be with family or maybe we're having to work more than we would be. Um, and that pressure means it can be hard to say, oh guys, I'm going to go and do my steps, yeah? Particularly if that's not something that's normal for your friends or your family around you, there could be some of that resistance. So just being aware that that might be there and having a plan, right? What are you going to do in that situation, Okay. Another massive one over Christmas is temptation. Yeah, we might have awesome plan to maybe eat at maintenance for a couple of days, but then the celebrations get handed out. Um, you know, the Christmas leftovers, the, the picky bits, really, really tempting. Um, everybody's eating it. You know, that is the kind of culture around Christmas, right? So it's quite likely that no matter what our good intentions are, you're going to experience some temptation. You might even be persuaded over the period. So it's really, really worth thinking about what could be a barrier, what could get in the way, but most importantly, what is your solution? Okay, so not what solution am I going to come up for you, but what do you think will work for you? Yeah, you know yourself better than anybody else knows you. You are the expert in yourself and what's going to work. So what do you think could work to overcome some of these barriers you're going to face? What will you do if a family member starts pressuring you or, you know, people don't understand why you're doing it? What are you going to do when you start feeling tempted? If we have an action plan and we have a solution for when things don't quite go to plan, it's going to help us to feel more confident, more relaxed going into the Christmas period. All right, let's move on then. So tip number three, really simple stuff, moderation. Okay, so rather than worrying about doing anything fancy over the period, if we just stick to one kind of guideline, moderation would be the best one. But alongside that, something that I find super, super helpful, which you might find helpful, I definitely recommend you trying this out, is just asking yourself one question over this period, which is, do I really want this? Yeah, so just asking yourself before you, you know, consume something or before you kind of, do, whatever it is, if you ask yourself, do I really want this? If the answer is yes, that is great because we want you to be doing what it is that you want to do, right? But if the answer is no, not really, I'm eating for the sake of it because it's there, because I'm bored, because it's what you do, then let's see if we can minimize the amount of times that we eat just because it's there, yeah? So by asking ourselves, do we really want this? We're bringing some more awareness. We're making it a bit more conscious, making it a bit more mindful. Um, and then at least it feels like we have some kind of choice about the matter, okay? Now, Ultimately, 
the thing is, right, when it comes to anything, whether it's like chocolate, crisps, cheese, whatever it is that you like, you enjoy alcohol over the Christmas period, there's always that line, right? It's that line between the first couple bits of chocolate, the first couple of biscuits, maybe the, the, the first drink of alcohol. Feels great, tastes great, really, really, really enjoyable. But then we keep eating, yeah? And at some point, we cross this imaginary threshold and we get to a point where it feels terrible. We might feel nauseous, we might feel unwell, we kind of regret it. It didn't even taste nice anymore. We just ended up eating. But the important thing to notice that at some point there was a line and we crossed that line. And so we went from it being really, really enjoyable to being actually really, really uncomfortable. So the skill really, and this is a skill that is going to take you far beyond Christmas and it's going to help you in your journey in the long run, is starting to get really, really familiar with your line. So let's talk about chocolate, right? Maybe you have three celebrations and they all tasted delicious, that's brilliant, okay? But then maybe the line was that by the fourth and then definitely the fifth, you didn't really taste of anything anymore. It just tasted kind of the same and it wasn't really that enjoyable. You definitely wasn't getting much satisfaction out of it anymore. Therefore, that would be your line, right? The third one would be your line. So over time, if we can get more and more familiar with where our line is and actually start developing the awareness and also being able to stop at that line, that is going to serve us fantastically because that's not being restrictive, right? Instead, it's a really sophisticated approach because you're eating whatever you want. You're choosing it. You're, t- you're eating the things that, that you desire, that you crave, but you're being able to stop at the point that it's no longer actually enjoyable to you and it doesn't quite align with your goals anymore. Okay, so this is super, super powerful. So I'd encourage you over the Christmas period, do I really want this? Um, is this over my line? Am I going to enjoy this? Do I really want this? Okay, so those are some of the kind of things that you can take into um, the Christmas period that you may find helpful um, because we might have all been there before where maybe we've eaten and felt way too full and then we can't enjoy the rest of the time because we're super, super full um, over the Christmas period. Okay, let's talk about tip number four. And really, this is kind of like a a broad tip and it's about having general guardrails. So maybe Christmas isn't the best time to have very, very strict rules on yourself. And maybe that's not helpful in general, but it might not be helpful to be having to track your calories or being able to keep specific targets in mind. Um, But sometimes that can make us feel anxious if we've gone from a situation of having some of these tools to having none, right? So what we can do instead of having almost like rules or specifics is that we can just have some general ideas and general guardrails that can make us still feel that we kind of, you know, still feel like there is some sort of um, not control that's far too strong, but to not feel nervous that we we are going to lose control. That's a very, very common thing that we can feel like, you know, it's going to it's all going to go backwards and all my progress is going to be unraveled. Well, it doesn't have to be like that. Okay. So let's talk about some general guardrails that can be put in place. On the slide here, it just says about eating until full and steps, but we're going to go into something a bit more specifically in far more detail now. Okay. So one thing for us to really, really focus on is the hunger scale. This is a great idea of a general guardrail that you can take into the Christmas period that doesn't take too much, too much effort. Okay. So for those of you who aren't looking at the slide, the hunger scale is a scale from one to 10 and it um, denotes a different level of hunger where number one would be when you're starving, you're feeling really dizzy, you're feeling weak. 
Number two would be very hungry. You're feeling really irritable. Um, And then at the other end of the scale, nine would be you're stuffed and and very uncomfortable. And then 10 would be like, you feel sick. You're really, really uncomfortable. Okay. So those are the sort of extreme ends of the hunger scale. Then you have, you know, five or six, five being neutral, six when you're just, you're slightly full, but you're okay. Yeah. And then seven and eight, it's when you're starting to feel full and satisfied, but then you're starting to go towards that uncomfortable feeling. And then four might be you're starting to feel hungry and three might be your hunger. You're starting to feel hungry. Your stomach is growling. Okay. So I know I didn't necessarily do that in order, but ultimately it's a scale going from starving all the way to extremely um, feeling sick and over full. Okay. And you've got every single step in between. Now, the value of the hunger scale is that it gets us back in tune with our internal cues. And typically we're really poor at understanding when we're hungry. Um, so oftentimes we eat for reasons other than being hungry. Oftentimes we might be thirsty. Okay. So it's about getting back in touch with your hunger cues, strengthening that again. And this can be really powerful. Okay. So the general rule is that we want to aim to eat between three and six. So three, four, five, and six. When you guys are looking at the slides, it's going to make far more sense. So that's in the zone, possibly when you're feeling slightly hungry um, and, you know, up until the point where you're feeling full and satisfied. Now, the reason why we aim to eat here is because we have far more self-control in this zone and we can eat in a more relaxed way. We tend to approach the food more relaxed. Um, We can start to recognize when we're feeling full. Um, now when we want to be a bit more mindful is we don't want to get, let ourselves get really, really super hungry. So we don't want to be allowing ourselves to get to one to two. That's when we're starting to feel really, really hungry. Maybe starting to feel a bit dizzy, starting to feel a bit weak, start, you know, our stomach's really intensely growling. Now, the reason why we want to try to avoid getting overly hungry is what happens when we're hungry, right? Oh, I'm starving. Oh, and then you get the food in front of you. We're, we're eating super quickly. And because we're eating quickly, we're overeating because we're not really um, understanding our body's signals. So we're not recognizing when we're getting full. We, we overshoot that mark. Um, because we're feeling really hungry, we tend to choose more calorie dense options. So actually waiting till we get really, really hungry often leads to poorer food choices. Um, and that's just because your body's doing what it's supposed to do, right? If your body's super hungry, it's doing what it needs to get you the nutrients. But over a daytime, what we often find is that if we go through long periods of kind of restriction, you just get this rebound effect of the overeating. But then the other side of the scale as well is that, you know, if we're eating when we're seven, eight, nine, and 10, so if we're eating when we're already full or we're eating when we're already over full, it's quite likely, right, that we're eating for a reason other than being hungry. Now, there's not necessarily anything wrong with this at all. Um, as humans, we often eat for reasons other than just to, to fuel us, okay? We, we eat for enjoyment, we eat for social, um, we eat for stimulation, we eat because we enjoy it. There's loads of reasons why we eat, and that's perfectly, that's perfectly acceptable. Um, but as long as we're mindful about it and we're choosing to do it, okay? So, Going into the Christmas period and utilizing this hunger scale can be super, super helpful, right? So when we are having something to eat, we might want to think, hmm, do you know what? I'm already an A. I'm pretty full, actually. I don't really want to eat this. If we want to eat it, that's absolutely fine. But checking in first and thinking, oh, no, I'm actually super full, okay? I'm already an A. I'm going to leave it a little bit and I'll come back to this when I'm feeling less full, okay? All right. 
Let's move on to the final tip. Now, tip number five, this is super important, okay? Everything so far has been talking about the lead up to Christmas and actually managing Christmas itself. But this one is about what we do after Christmas. And this is about let's get back to normality as soon as we can, all right? Now, there's gonna be no problems even if you do overeat over Christmas, that's pretty normal. But then what tends to happen, okay, is that we end up extending this behavior over a couple of weeks because, you know, it's that it's that in-between bit before Christmas in the new year, then it's the new year period, and then we're feeling excited about that. So what can end up happening is we go from something that could be one to two days of overeating and not really much movement, and we can end up extending it to two weeks. And over the course of two weeks of having low movement and overeating, we may see that we may gain some weight, okay? We might see a slight loss in our um, fitness, which again, it's fine. But if we want to avoid this and we would like to keep consistent and we you know, don't wanna feel as though we have almost um, lost a little bit of our fitness, then what we wanna do is we want to return to normality as quick as possible. And this also might see it as resilience or bouncing back. Okay, so we can do this in our plan. So it's planning when you're going to get back into it, when you're going to get back into your routine straight after Christmas. So when is it that you're going to go for your workout? Um, When are you going to get your steps back? And when do you plan to return to typical levels of consuming food? And then it's just giving yourself a chance to start off um, lowering the bar for yourself. Okay, because before Christmas, maybe you were super happy with your progress. Maybe you were working out really often. you, You had some fantastic momentum and it was being really consistent. And maybe you feel like that got broken up a little bit over Christmas. That's natural. That will happen, okay? But it's important what we do after Christmas. And so sometimes it can be a bit demotivating to think, oh, I was doing so well and now I haven't done anything. And you almost don't want to start again because you don't want to feel like you've gone backwards. But if you just give yourself permission to start and lower the bar after Christmas, just do something, you're going to notice that that really nicely builds the momentum. And before you know it, you're going to be back in the swing of it. Um, and really Christmas wouldn't have had any impact at all because we don't want this to be the priority right we want Christmas to be whatever it is for you to whatever's important for you okay so that's important bouncing back getting back into normality final thing bonus tip right just have fun have fun you don't need anybody to give you permission to eat anything or you know anything like that you're an adult you have your own choices that you make and Whatever you choose is completely fine at the end of the day, okay? So it's only two days, have fun, um, do what matters to you, do what's important to you, um, and ultimately it's going to be okay. I hope that you found some of these tips useful and I hope you have a really nice festive season. Take care. (laughs) 